What is up, everybody? We're back for another episode of Eat When You Can, Sleep When You Can, and Don't Fuck With The Pancreas. I'm Dr. Fairchild here, joined with Dr. Butchers, my co-host. And uh, this week was a rough one for me. I don't think it was quite as bad for you. Nah. Um, <laughs> kind of getting back to some of the basics of the podcast, just really talking to you all about you know what we're doing right now, what this week looked like for us, um, what this week looked like for me. I was in the ICU. You're on... Orange. Orange. Orange Senior. Orange. I guess brush on Orange real quick for the people that maybe haven't heard the podcast. This is their first episode ever listening. Yeah. Yeah. So Orange is uh, it's one of our general surgery services. It's chief run. Uh, so basically, the every case you have, the whole team goes and everyone takes uh, part in the operation, but it's mainly chief focused. It's supposed to be designed to help our chiefs uh, take that leadership role of being truly in charge of a service. They take ownership over all the patients. They make the clinical decisions. We have supervision from physicians, but it's it's a bit more distant yeah. than, say, on ACS. And so it's main, more or less a general surgery service that's under the thumb, more or less, of the chief. Yeah, it's just your bread and butter acute care surgery yep. service. It's just the only difference from Orange and the ACS services. ACS is attending run. Orange is specifically chief run. So yep. it's it's our six years that are getting ready to leave the program and practice on their own. So that's what you're on this month. I was on ICU um, oh, yeah. We're coming to the end of the month. It's October 28th, I think, today. Yeah, 28th. It's Saturday yeah. the 28th. We've been watching football all morning, and we popped in here to do a little podcast for you all and just kind of give you all an update on what this week looked like, what these things that we've been doing have been like. Um, yeah, it sounds like you had a bit of a rougher week. What was going on in the ICU? Yeah, well, the ICU, for whatever reason this month, I'm not really sure why it played out this way. I feel like in the past, the ICU was always what, like three residents, three surgery residents, mm-hmm. and then we usually have an off-service resident that rotates through. So usually emergency medicine and ortho will rotate through right. the trauma and the SICUs and those ICUs. Like the internal medicine and all of them rotate through the MICU, the medical ICU. But the surgery and trauma ICUs, we usually have emergency medicine and ortho rotate through. But we usually have three general surgery physicians, which are second years and above. That's when you start to run the ICU, like we talked about in the past. For whatever reason, though, this month there's only two of us. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why. So I'm the senior on the service. We have a fellow. So there's one fellow, there's me, the one senior, and there's one junior resident. And we had an EM resident that was there for a week and a half, but he was actually doing a lot of interviews and, like, busy each day because he's getting ready to – he's a third-year EM resident, so he's getting ready to finish. Yep. So, really, it was just two of us. I mean, we was kind of, like, uh, shorthanded, I mean, for the yeah. sickest people in the in the, in the hospital. It, and It is crazy how, how different the dynamic is going from three people splitting a list to two. Purely just on getting little tasks out of the way, putting in orders, all, all the day-to-day stuff, when it gets compounded on two, and when you consider that one of those is post-call every time. It's or, like, or more than likely going to be post-call, bound to be post-call. Yeah. Um, the other thing about it is me and him both had a vacation this month, so that mm-hmm. he essentially left us with one resident multiple times. The fellow you know, is usually trying to get in as many operative cases as they can, too, that are from people that are coming out the unit that need surgery. So if we're operating on anybody in the, in the unit, usually the fellow's hopping in those. So you really just kind of left sometimes by yourself all day long in the unit. And we've had anywhere from this whole month, 20 to 25 people on the list every single day, yep. which is a lot of people to round on by yourself. with or with sick people. Or a lot of people round on with two people. It's what, you're, never, you're never by yourself. You always have at least one other person. But you're splitting 25 people with two people. That's 12 people a pop in the morning to see. And these are the sickest people in the hospital. Yeah. This is not just pop in or how's your belly feeling today? You had surgery three days ago. We're just kind of waiting on you to get moving around today and have your pain better control before we send you home. These are people like every single one of them is intubated. They're all on presser support. They're all on multiple antibiotics and getting all these, you know, micro workups. 
Um, every single one of them has got multiple, multiple traumas and injuries and injury patterns and systems involved. And half of them are now in euglycemic DKA, and we're treating these things. We're treating majority of people are in some kind of kidney failure where they need CRT or intermittent HD. I mean, all of them have a chest tube. Like you're managing just 25 different things on every single one of these patients. And it's a lot for you to do for, to see 12 of them in the morning or 13 and try to have it all done before 7 a.m. every single morning, Monday through Friday. Yep. So this week sucked. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it sounds terrible. And the thing with ICU is that you can have a plan for the day set up in terms of like, yeah, we're going to run the list now and then we're going to round with the attending. And simply takes one patient on that list to get really sick in the middle of the day or in the middle of the morning to throw a wrench in all of that. And all of a sudden, you don't have plans together on people because you didn't finish running the list with the fellow. And so that got postponed. And then your rounds with the attending get postponed because now they, that attending has a case. And all of a sudden, the first time you really go over patients and run through patients is 2 p.m. Yeah. You and haven't eaten. You haven't done nothing. You haven't even put in orders yet. You yeah. know, you're, you're, you've just been running all day long. And so there's multiple days. My first time to sit down and eat food is at 2.30. And you can ask my co-resident almost every single day. Half my food got eaten because I'd literally sit down and start eating it, and then you'd get paged or message about this or that. Like you said, someone's crumping. This needs to be done right now, and you go see them, and then you never get back to eating. You're finishing your food, and it's like you had half a meal for the entire day. Yeah, that started at three, and then it's five o'clock, and you're still like trying to just catch up on all these tasks. And so that's what this week was like. Um, it it was crap. I mean, it was just long. It's a, my, it's my call night was terrible. Like every twenty minutes, I got a message. I showed you oh, the yeah. morning when you came in. Literally, my epic chat every fifteen to twenty minutes. From 11 p.m. till 5:30 in the morning, was going off about another patient that's outside of the pages. That's just epic chats. Yeah, that's just like the standard now because it was the same for me the night before because we're in the same call pool even though I'm on a different rotation. We are we're rotating in the ICU for call, and it's just they've made us so accessible. We've touched on this on the podcast before, but epic chat has made you so accessible to the nursing staff. Um, anytime they need to have a question or need to get get a hold of you, they can do so, and they, it. You know, it's no forgiveness for your sleep. That's what's getting sacrificed is that you can't really, and not just the sleep. Like, let's say this is middle of the evening you're, that all these messages are coming in. You can't get tasks done yeah, because you're always addressing a certain message. Mm -hmm. or a, You're you trying know, to get orders in. You can't even get them in. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I can't even type the order in, and y'all have already blown me up with four of them. But I think one day I sent you a, a snap just looking at showing the times of the messages, and literally in a, I don't know, a five-minute period, I had 10 messages. Yeah. It was like five minutes ago, four minutes ago, three minutes ago, three minutes ago, three minutes ago, two minutes ago, two minutes ago. All about different One minute ago, one minute ago, now, now, now. Like that was what it, like within a five minute period, I had 10 messages all about a different patient from a different nurse. And it's like, how do you expect, I cannot even sit down this computer and type the note without having these things pop up and having like respond to them and try to do something about this. What do you think a solution is? Like how could we make this? Epic chat. Well, so that's never going to happen because we know that they're already trying to phase out the pagers. And from what I, I've talked to some of the seniors that better were better nursing chat, better nursing training, yes, certainly part I mean, of it. For some of the, some of the little things that they technically don't really need a residence. But the other night, but with. the other night I was on call and the the oldest nurse in one of the units was a two month trained nurse. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the turnover is just so quick. The turnover is unbelievably high. All of our nurses that have been there for the longest, some of them over a year now, are all leaving. They're going for travel. So like we literally, better. like literally one of the units, I didn't recognize a single face, and the oldest person in there was a two month out of training nurse. So I, th that's kind of, I think your biggest problem is that you don't have the old school trained nurses that would handle things and look through the orders and just knew how to do this that, or the other and would tour like maybe the couple little small things to you. And then you could find out about it in the morning. It's not that way anymore. Now I literally have an order set in the orders already says, Hey, if this happens, do this. And they still need to page me. They still page me and message me about it before <laughs> they do it. Like, I just want to make sure you don't want me to do this. So like, yeah, that's why the order's there. Yeah, I don't the blood under, pressure I don't, was over 160. The order says give labetalol. 
you don't have to call me about it and tell me the blood pressure is 176. Do you want me to give a beta law? Yeah, it's like there's yes. a reason it's ordered as a PRN with specific parameters. That that those are the messages like they wake you up and there's truly no reason that you need my sign off because it's already ordered. Yeah, it just makes it tough, man. It makes the ICU moth a long moth sometimes. I yep. I, I love it. I mean, I, it, it's a fun. The thing I like about the ICU is that you're close to all the units. Everything's right there. It is fun to take care of critically ill patients because it's fun when you get to do procedures that can be life-saving for these people in the moment. I mean, I've intubated multiple people on call that just crumped right then and there, and you just basically call the attending, and they're in the OR, and you put on speaker. Like, I'm just letting you know this is happening. Like, okay, yep, do it. I mean, you have to do it, and you do it, and the person's fine. It's a good feeling, you know, go and put a yeah. chest tube in somebody that's that's crumping. And it gives you some confidence for sure. Be, just knowing that it, it's all in your arsenal, these are things that I can manage and that I've done yeah. before, especially as the senior. Yeah. Um, and it helps when you go into other rotations is that you've got all that experience in your back pocket. And so when you're in less acute situations, you're it, you're so at ease because you've handled more um, stressful situations, you know, acute airways, someone who's actively decompensating. Um and so certainly I think the ICU is just a long month, especially yeah. when you have a bit of a shorthanded roster in terms of residents on it. Uh, but it's got its benefits. I mean, it, it puts you in such good shape for other rotations that you're like, this is a cakewalk. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see the sickest people in the state. Yeah. And you can compare and, it to, like, my you, orange month. You take care of the sickest people in the state. They fly the sickest people in three or four surrounding states to us. Yeah. So you're – and you're the person caring for them. So there's no doubt you're, you're prepared. But it just – it can wear you down. It's a long month. I mean – the weather's changing here in Chattanooga. It's literally like changing of the leaves season as we speak. Like you look outside our door right now, it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And this lasts for about two weeks. I mean, people travel all over the world to see this. Like they come to Tennessee and like North Carolina and kind of surrounding states here to see the changing of the leaves because it's just famous. It's pretty. Yep. And I naturally wanted to try to experience, you know, some of it with my wife and go do something. So the other night I was like, let's go. We went to Jasper, Tennessee, which is about an hour from here. It's at the top of the Rock restaurant. And it just overlooks kind of like, this big valley, the Sequatchie Valley, it kind of overlooks it. It's sitting up at this, like, point, and you can see, like, all these colors. It's beautiful. It's an hour drive. But, I mean, the sacrifice that you make, like, people don't understand. For me to better do that, that night I took call, that Tuesday yeah. night or whatever it was, <laughs> I took that call. And then I was up at 5 o'clock. Um, I barely slept, man. I basically got message every 20 minutes. I was went ahead and woke up at 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever it was, to start seeing patients because, like I said, we have 25 people to see. So I have 12 or 13 people to see before 7 a.m., and try to get some notes and stuff, important stuff in. Notes are almost never done at this time before seven with that many people. You just, no, you can't. just can't do it. But you, you, you at least see the people and make sure there's nothing important that you need to get to right now or things that you need to do. Like I said, those things that can ruin your morning. Like you see somebody and they're just crumping and you have to do something about it. And all of a sudden you stop everything to do that and it just throws a wrench. But you get all that done by seven. Well, I've been there since five the day before. I was up the entire day before. I was up all night, didn't sleep. Yeah. You round, you do all the stuff. Well, like you said, all these rounds keep getting pushed back every day. It takes forever to get through 25 patients. They're all very sick. So I'm not leaving the hospital till 11, 1130, getting home at 12. And I've been there since five the day before. Yep. But I want to take my wife out and go enjoy changing the leave. So what do I have to do? I can only get two hours of sleep. I sleep till I sleep Seems from 1230 to 230 or 3. And then I get up, have to do things around the house, you know, because she's pregnant. And so there's a lot that falls on me now to get done. So I have to put clothes in, put stuff to wash, like do all these things. Congrats, she's by fatigued. The way. Yeah. I don't know if we've actually... Officially announced that both of our well, wives are expecting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's in the public now on Instagram and it's stuff. in the public so realm. Anybody that listens to the podcast that follows us would already know. But um, So, I mean, things fall on you that you have to do, and yeah. and, and you want to do. But 
the point is like, okay, so you get two hours of sleep after working and get, or, you know, which sometimes even worse because you kind of up all night. Like you go to sleep for 20 minutes, get woken up by this message, try to go back to sleep 15 minutes, get woken up by this message. Like, so you're never, sleep. you're never really getting sleep. It's all this interrupted sleep, this high anxiety sleep. And you get home at 12 and then you're, you're kind of awake by then. People don't realize when you come home, you're already awake because I've been up since five. So I've already been up seven hours yeah. by the you time I come home. You yeah. had to. Yeah. I've had three coffees because I had to get through the morning, see all my patients, run the list, figure out everything, all the plans, and see the people and get all all it taken care of. But it's 12 o'clock, you come home, and, like, you sleep for two hours, and you wake up, you're just feeling like death. But you're like, but if we want to see Changing of the Leaves and drive to this hour away restaurant, we need to be leaving by 3, 34 o'clock so we can get there at a decent time, not get in traffic. So we did that, and it was awesome and fun. Then went to one of our friends who had a little bonfire in Chile, and it's like, you want to be included in these things with your residency, so you do it. But it just makes for a long week. The, the good news about this week for me, though, this is – that was my last call shift in ICU ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, celebratory. Graduate, break out, break out the bourbon. <laughs> you graduate from things in residency. You know, you graduate from trauma intern call. You graduate from um, doing your away rotation stuff as a second year. You graduate um, into a senior role. But the other big thing you graduate from is your is your pediatric months and your ICU months. Those are like two kind of big graduating things, and I've graduated from both. I'm now finished with peds rotations. I am now, uh, two, I basically have two days left of ICU, but no more calls. So I just have to go in a couple more days to the end of the month and finish out two days of ICU. But that's it for ICU for me. Like, I never have to rotate through the ICU again. So, you know, yep. there is there is some some positive. And I love the ICU, but it's just, no, it's, but nice, I mean, it it's nice to finish. It's yeah. nice to finish and get to go back to, like, ACS surgery and Gen A surgery and, yeah. you know, those other things. So it, it's been a long week, man, but. I'm happy we're off this weekend. We're getting to enjoy some gorgeous weather. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. We're playing some golf tomorrow. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot we're doing that. We That's had an awesome nice. night last night. One of our attendings had a bunch of residents over, ordered a whole bunch of food. Uh, we were just out on the on, out on his back patio around his that little fire pit. and we, I think there was probably 10 or 15 of us there. I mean, it was a big group um, with significant others, and it was it was just it's just nice to sit out, relax, have a few cigars, have some wine, um, and just be together. You know, after, as you said, after you've had a really rough week, I had a pretty light week, just orange surgery. We have a, we've had a small census. We've had a few cases booked. And, yeah, you I mean, know, there's, there's weeks where that's not the case. No, but on average, I'll probably do one to two cases a day on average. On average. Yeah. On average. Yeah. And it's been more like we had like three cases all week. Yeah. So um, on average, though, you probably do one or two cases a day, about average for most days. Like yep. you come in, you'll have one case, and the whole orange team scrubs it. So it's like when that's done, now you do have clinic every week. Um, yeah. You have attending rounds. So it's like so other, there's other things that you do. Um, yeah, there's, there's things specific to and, the. And you can obviously scrub other cases. Yeah. Like you can hop oh, in, yeah. you cover any other uncovered cases, which we do when we're asked to. But I try not to step because uh, there's a bunch of interns on these other general surgery services, and they're getting some of these bread and butter cases that they've really had none of. And so I hate to you know step in and be like, oh, I'm a board senior, so I'm gonna come steal your, yeah. you know, steal some cases. I don't feel the need to do no, that. No, it's right good. Now. It's good to not do that. I mean, we have. Uh, our case logs are getting plenty high enough. I'm well over a thousand. You're yeah, you're gonna get I'm there as soon as you go to Athens, right? Yeah, that's I mean, certain, and I I haven't logged money in my uh, critical care ones either. Yeah, I mean either. I need to catch up with those. That'll take me to 1100. Even though those aren't cases, it's still you have to log it as part of ACGME yeah. because you have to have like 40 people that you critically cared for, basically people that are either on event that you're managing event that you're managing pressers that you're giving blood transfusions to that mm-hmm. you're managing any kind of uh, invasive lines. All the TPN or or two feeds, like all those things are like things that uh, that you have to log with ACGME. But yeah. I mean, our case logs are are plenty good as no. threes already. I don't have to go steal cases from other people. 
Yeah, but but as I was saying, you know, the the, the nights when the attendings kind of offer to host us and they have us over to be together as like a group of residents and just you know shoot the shit and just have a relaxing night. Or you, you know, bring your wives, bring significant others, whatever it may be. Um, it just it's great. It's a yeah. great way to end the week. It shows that how much they care. They know what we're going through, and they're like, hey, you know. He he was like, I had a shitty week too. Let's all just kind of let's let's yeah, take a yeah. step back. Let's take a breath. For him, he said the same. We both looked at each other, and I told him last night, I was like, man, it just doesn't get much better than this. He's like, no, it doesn't. I remember you texted me like, you think there's gonna be food? And I was like, dude, <laughs> I can silliest almost, question. <laughs> I can almost guarantee he didn't say nothing about food or anything. He's like, y'all just come over. I got some cigars, and obviously he has like a, you know, a great wine and bourbon selection. He's like, y'all just come over, and we're just gonna have a, a good fun night. You know, here's the hours. And I told you, I was like, I guarantee he has food for us. I just know how he is. He's a host. Oh, they yeah. almost are. And we show up, and he has, like, Olive Garden, like, boxes of Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, so much. That there we, was, like, 100 breadsticks. There was so much. They actually packed it up, and they brought it to the hospital today. Yeah. And so they're letting all of our residents eat it today and, like, this week, which is yeah. really nice. Like, so. I know at the restaurant, it's unlimited salad and breadsticks, but it was also at his place. It was, like, unlimited <laughs> salad. Yeah, we, we didn't even get to the second box of breadsticks. We were destroying yeah. them. But, man, I agree with you. Like, it's it kind of makes that long week. Like, oh, you get to the end of it, and it's like, oh, man. It was yep. a busy week. I'm tired. I'm worn out. But we took care of a lot of people. We did a lot of good. I got to go with my wife to Top of the Rock this week. I'm now sitting out here next to a fire having a great bourbon and a great, you know, cigar. Like, I know tomorrow I get to wake up and do college game day all morning on a Saturday and just be off for the fall, changing of the leaves, sitting in our backyard. We've just been enjoying the morning. We're going to enjoy tonight. We're going to enjoy tomorrow. We just have a lot of, you know, time left during the weekend to really enjoy, which is which is nice. When you had a long week to have that weekend of reprieve, is, it's needed. Yeah, and I think what it says so much is that a lot of the people that were there uh, last night at that uh, little gathering, a lot of them worked today, <laughs> and they oh, stayed yeah. out late. Well, that's what we like, talked about. I mean, whenever, it's so important. Yeah. Whenever, I came, whenever I came time. to our other second year's thing this week, I mean, we both worked the next day. Yeah. You know, she's on research, so she's not working right now, but we both had to go to work. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You make – there's a lot of sacrifices you make every single day to make all those things happen. To be able to spend yep. time with your wife, you have to make a sacrifice. The sacrifice is two hours of sleep and 50 hours. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. I mean, it's in, in three days, essentially more than 50 hours, in three days I'll have gotten, you know, it'll be two hours of sleep, two 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 and a half days, I guess. So, um, that's a, and, and then you sacrifice that night. You're like, I got to go to work tomorrow. I haven't slept. I'm post-call. I just not got done from a dinner date with my wife. But if I want to hang out with my residents and get to do these things that, you know, it's pretty time of the weather, we want to do this Thursday night football, we're, we're just going to go. We're just going to lose sleep, and we're just not going to get home until 1030. Yep. But, yeah, it's it's the give and take. Uh, you kind of, you weigh what, what the what the soul needs other than just sleep. Yeah, um, you do need rest. but Which is, is tough at times, and that's I think that's one of the questions I'm asked the most by people who aren't in medicine or by sometimes like, when you're talking with nurses and you they know that you've been up for 30 hours. They, they ask you, just like, how the hell do y'all do it? Like, why do you do it? Um, which, you know, is a whole different answer, but it's the, the sleep factor is just, you know, you get accustomed to being tired. I think we're all pretty chronically exhausted. There's a lot of adrenaline in this job that keeps you going. Um, and you, you just, you just weigh the other things that are important, you know, spending time with, with people you care about and getting some of that, uh, relaxing time away from work to, to be together and just chill. You know, sometimes that outweighs sleep and what it's going to do for you. So. No, I agree. It's been a good week. It's been a it's been a long week. It was a tiring week, but yeah. like I said, you come to the end of it, it's like a good conclusion of the week and you're like, "Oh, it's Friday night. We get to hang out and mm-hmm. no more work for a couple of days and take a breather." It's been yeah. a long but a long month. Icy is always a long month though. Yeah. What do you go to in November? I go to bar- breast and then I oh, go yeah. to bariatrics and I don't I have I have no clue what to expect of breast. I'm the first person in our third year class to do breast this year, so 
I was also the first person to get stuck in Athens, so yeah. I'm just telling all y'all what to expect. So I just show You're up just there. You're our, our pioneer. Yeah, I'm the guinea pig. Yeah, my, my guess is it'll be a little bit lighter in terms of workload than the ICU. Oh, um, yeah. But well, you'll get more be. OR time, which will be good. Yeah, it should I'll be. be. I'll be taking your spot in the ICU. That's where I go next month, so maybe oh. we'll get that census down. Because right now it's huge. I hope y'all do. It needs to be under 15 for a little bit, at least for a few days. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think we'll have a full complement of res- resins. So I think there's three, three actual resins that'll be in it. At least I think three, maybe two. But yeah, um, I wish they had the three every time. You need that third person. That's how it should be. And I mean, to split it to split it. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's four people because you have three of us and then an offering mm-hmm. service person. So if you have 25 people and you have four people, now that's six patients, six to seven patients per resident yeah. to see that's much more manageable in the sickest patients when you have two and 25 yeah 13 and 12 a piece to see that's a lot and probably two or three of those came in overnight and are new which means you have to go through all their stuff all their yeah. cts and reads. A more involved yeah so it's not just like the chronic person is much easier to manage and take care of they've been there for weeks and weeks like we're just kind of ko with those people the new people coming overnight with all these various things, all these consulted services, all this stuff needs to get done that you need to look into, you know, med recs, just everything. Like you're trying to see and do all that before 7 a.m. You show up, the nurses are asking a million questions in the morning. So yeah, I hope we get it. Hope we get y'all another resident this month where it's three of y'all, not just two. It'll be helpful. No, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think the fellow takes a week of vacation in November. So going to get a little taste of what it's like to be the quote unquote fellow, even though I'm still a year out from that that duty i'll be kind of the the senior in the unit without anyone supervising so other than the attendings but uh it should be good we'll, we'll see how it is um looking forward to it for a change of pace um and you know just one week at a time you know some are easier than others some are lighter um but you know that's kind of the nice part of the job is that you don't know what to expect um and you have to show up every day with a good attitude and with you know the the expectation of everything can hit the shit can hit the fan um, and that's kind of ha- the attitude you need to have when you show up every day. Even though you may have a nice light day, um, typically not the case. Yeah. Well, y'all keep sticking around the podcast. We're going to keep bringing y'all a lot of content. We're going to keep trying to every so often jump back into kind of this type of topic where we're just talking about the week or the month and what it looked like and what our days were like. And, you know, just be real, kick it real with y'all. And not everything is PG and perfect. Some days are very tiring and some days you're very frustrated and some days you're very excited and very glad, and you go through those emotional roller coasters, and it's just part of what we do. But, I mean, it's a gorgeous day outside. We're about to go outside and pour us another drink and watch oh some yeah. college football. I think it's about time. And it's going to be a great day. Oh, yeah. Until next time. <laughs> Eat when you can. Sleep when you can. And don't fuck with the pancreas. Hey, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening to today's episode on Don't Fuck With The Pancreas. We hope that you tune in to the next episode. We don't know when it's going to be released. We're so busy. We're just we're putting them out when we get chances to. Uh, we're listening to what you guys tell us. Um, some of y'all send us responses on Instagram. Some of y'all send us direct messages um, on, on TikTok. Whatever it may be, keep reaching out to us. We're going to keep putting this podcast episode out there for you guys. Yeah, email us with episode ideas, with questions you have. Uh, if you want to be featured on an episode, we'd love to have you. If you have something to bring to the table, we'd love to, uh, to get you involved in any way possible. Uh, we're, we're posting content on, on TikTok and on Instagram and on YouTube as well. And so 
continue to tune in, continue to follow us and share it with your friends, uh, pre-med students, med students, undergrad students, anybody in the general public. We're trying to reach as many as possible to give you an insight on what it is like day in and day out to be a general surgery resident. Yeah. The only way you're going to find this is on this podcast, guys, DFWTP. You have to find it. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, whatever playlist you might use, whatever podcast servicing you use, listen to it there. Check out our Instagram. It's DFW, the pancreas. Check out our TikTok, DFWTP. And you can shoot us on email at dfwthepancreas at gmail.com. Any ideas, anything you want to hear, anything you want from us, let us know. But you got to keep listening. You got to keep sharing it. And y'all tune into the next episode. We'll see you there. Don't fuck with the pancreas.